I want to tell you about the most obvious miracle in the room. Here it is. You, you, you cannot believe the hell that was unleashed to keep this from happening. It was a whole year of nothing but turmoil. And those of you that were here, you remember what it was like. And uh, Grace Covenant, from the very inception, has been an experiment. Because we didn't have it all planned out. We didn't have it all laid out. And so we've gotten a lot of words in the last year about the Lord doing something new and not really knowing what it is he was going to do. Well, that's nothing new. That's what we've known. But here's what I have learned, and I want you to really listen to this because all of us struggle with this, okay? You don't have to know, excuse me, you don't have to know what God is doing in order to do what he tells you to do. You don't have to know what God is doing in order to do what he tells you to do. Sometimes we get so fixated on what's it going to look like and we get paralyzed like, well, I can't do anything till I know what it looks like. Scripture says Abraham went out not knowing where he was going, but he knew what God had told him to do. So it's incremental. God very seldom lays out the whole plan and then says, well, what do you think? You want to participate? More often than not, he says, I have a purpose, I have a direction, I have a plan. This is your part in it today. Do what I ask you to do. And as you do what I ask you to do, and as you do what I ask you to do, and you do what I ask you to do, and you do what I ask you to do, what I'm doing will be revealed. But if we get hung up on what's it look like, what's it going to look like, sometimes we think not knowing what it's going to look like exempts us from doing what he wants us to do today. And that is just be obedient to what he says to you. Well, we've... Like I said, we've gotten a lot of words in the last few months about God doing something new. And uh, so I, I, I can't remember if I went to the Lord or if the Lord went to me. But somewhere along the line, I felt like I heard what we are to do now. Okay? And I'm going to share with you a little bit of what I believe the Lord wants us to do now. And if you bear witness with that, when we finish, I'm going to invite you to do something with me today, okay? Does that make sense? 
What I felt like the Lord heard me say, heard, what I felt like I heard the Lord say was, I want you to pray that I will enlarge you. Now, that's why you don't want to know <laughs> what the Lord's doing. Because he might tell you anyway, okay? So immediately the gears start turning. Well, I, that means church growth. That means, you know, doing all of those things that we've been, all been familiar with when it comes to we're going to grow the church. We're going to be this thing. We're going to do this. And, and I got to tell you, I don't believe the Lord was in it when we started that, and I don't think he's in us duplicating it. So I said, well, Lord, you want to enlarge us, and you want me to ask you to enlarge us. And I struggled with that for at least a month. I even went to the home group leaders last week, and uh, I'm going to share with, I told them, I'm going to share with you what I feel like I heard the Lord say. And I said, I want to hear from you. Do you see anything in me that would be an ulterior motive to want to see that happen? Does that make sense? Do you see any motive in me? You want to have a big church. You want to have a big offering. You want to, is there anything in me that you see that would make my motive in asking God to enlarge this place, enlarge us? Do you see it? So I just submitted it to them. And they said, we feel like we need to do that. We need to ask the Lord to enlarge us. And I felt like as I just continued to ask the Lord, now, Lord, you know, how do we cooperate with that? What do you want us to do? And there were two areas that I felt like the Lord showed us. One was in Psalms 119. And you can look it up later. I'm going to paraphrase it. But the psalmist says, uh, Lord, I've chosen your way. I've chosen your commandments. I've chosen your word. Now I'm asking you to enlarge my heart. I'm asking you to make my heart have a greater capacity for you. Anytime the Lord wants to do something, even though he doesn't tell us the beginning from the end, he will ask us to cooperate with him. And so in cooperation with asking the Lord to, to enlarge his heart, David said, I'm embracing your way. I'm aligning myself with you. And as I align myself with you, I'm asking you to enlarge my heart to give me a greater capacity for you, to see more of you than I've seen now, to experience more of you than I'm experiencing now. I believe that's relevant to us. I think part of what God wants to do in that is enlarge our capacity for him and for who he is in our character, in our relationships, in our uh, dealings with the world, in our, uh, in our worship time. All of that, that our capacity for him will be larger, that we'll see him bigger. Now, I mean, a heart is only so large. So if he's going to enlarge it, something's going to have to go. Okay? And what David was saying, I am substituting my way with your way. I'm substituting my word with your word. I'm substituting my plans 
with your plans. I'm getting rid of the stuff in my life that keeps my heart from being unable to be enlarged, being unable to see you as large as you are. And listen, I don't know how big you think God is, but he's bigger. He's bigger than that. I mean, you think he's great and he's wonderful, he's big. Nah, he's bigger than that, okay? And he wants you and me to know firsthand how large he really is. Large enough to provide VCRs, large enough to get printers, large enough to heal, large enough to do all of that. And I believe he wants to enlarge our heart. How do we cooperate with him? We ask him what does he want to replace in our life with his word, with his will, with his desire. He started that with me. Ah, enough of that, I hear. That's enough of that, okay? I do that all the time, I know, but and it's been okay up till now, but that's enough of that. See, it's not, this, it's not the things that we do that are immoral or illegal or, you know, all, all of those things illicit. It's just the thing that replaces him. And it can be a good thing. It can be a thing that has been permissible up till this point. And God's saying, now I'm calling it due. No more. Enough of that. Enough of that. You want more of me? We've got to make room for more of me. Enough of that. So just ask the Lord, Lord, what do you want to, someone came to me this morning and they said, already, I don't even remember sharing it with them. They said, the Lord's already shown me to replace, yeah, it was, it was at home group. The Lord's already shown me two things that he wants to replace with himself. He wants to enlarge our heart. Second thing I believe he wants to do is he wants to enlarge. And this, is, this came out of me sharing some of this with home group. Because as I shared this concept of enlarging with the home group, Michael, Michael and Paul both said, this is the word I heard that goes with enlarge. And it's enlarge your influence. Enlarge the influence. In Isaiah 54, God's talking to Israel and he never uses the word influence, but he talks about enlarging your house, enlarging your tent, having a more influence because he says, you've been in captivity and you thought you were forsaken, but I want you to know the children that were born in your captivity are going to be more than the children were born in your liberation. And you need to make room for them. You need to make room to broaden your influence. Listen, one of the validations that I believe God has done in us to say, it's kind of the smack of the divine, my friend used to say. It's kind of like God said, yes, yes. One of the things I believe God has done to validate us is he has given us a voice. Remember John the Baptist? Jeremy mentioned him this morning. John the Baptist came on the scene and he's preaching repentance and, you know, and the, and the Pharisees and the people come to him and say, are you the one? Are you him? And he said, no, I'm not him. And said, well, who are you? And he said, I'm a voice. I'm a voice. 
of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. A voice prepares the way for the Lord. He has given you as a body, corporately, a voice of grace. That voice needs to be declared to a people in the world who don't have any concept of what grace is. That it's all about works. It's all about doing to perform. It's all about exercising our religious expression in order to get God. Grace is a voice that says, listen, God loves you exactly the way you are. And he has forgiven you. That's part of the voice. He has accepted you. That's part of the voice. He loves you. That's part of the voice. That's the voice that God has given. I can't tell you, almost every person that comes in to, as part of grace and is here more than maybe once, the overriding assessment they have is this. Anybody know what it is? This is a safe place. This is a safe place. Now, there's nothing safe about this building. What they're saying is these people are safe. They're safe. You can be vulnerable in front of them. You can be open in front of them. You can be honest in front of them. And they're not going to judge you. They're not going to criticize you. They're not going to condemn you. They're going to embrace your pain, embrace your hurt, and encourage you with the hope of the Lord. It's a safe people. That's part of the voice. That voice, the influence of that voice needs to go out. It needs to be extended. I want to encourage you to embrace that in your daily life. When God brings you around people, tell them your voice. Tell them the message. It doesn't have to be in a religious way. I'm not talking about preaching to them. I'm not talking about any of that. I'm just talking about an extension a voice, a message of God's grace, of his safety, of his forgiveness, of his acceptance in our relationships. Just a way to cooperate with the Lord that he enlarges us, makes us bigger, that we'll be a bigger expression of him and who he is. And here's what I felt like the Lord asked me to do with us. And if you bear witness with it, then I want you to do it with me. And, I, and, I, and, I, and when he told me that, I said, huh, how long you want to do that? And immediately said six weeks. Okay? And here's what it is, at least six weeks. I want to invite you to come up here with me corporately, us together, and ask the Father in whatever way God puts in your heart to enlarge us. That's what he's asked us to do is just to enlarge us. And I think we need to do that as a body. If you bear witness with that, I want to ask you to come do that. I've asked the home groups to begin doing that in their home groups, to just ask the Lord, Lord, would you enlarge us? Would you show us how to cooperate with you as you enlarge us? Show us how to enlarge my heart so that I have a greater capacity for you, that I can be an expression of you and who you are. Does that make any sense? You know, I mean, we, we come in and, and we're just spread out. I mean, now today, there's more people in this section than there's ever been in here. Thank you. You know, usually I'm talking to chairs. So, but we're just so spread out, you know, and I'm over here and over there. So, but I think it would be good for us to just 
come together. If you agree with this, if this bears witness in your heart, you're saying by coming and joining us that you're willing, that you agree to pray to ask the Father to enlarge us. Does that make sense? All right, if you agree, come on. (laughs) I love you, brother. Now, I got to tell you, the last time I did something like this was in Duncan. (laughs) We did it at the gate of the city, which was Halliburton. Nothing goes in or out of Duncan without Halliburton, okay? It was one of the gates of the city. We all gathered down at the gates of the city. We didn't have a trumpet. Some guy had a trombone. Now, that, not quite the same, but he blew it anyway. And within a year, the church was dissolved. This ain't deja vu all over again, okay? Yeah, because we did have the wrong horn. So I'm just, I just want you to understand that any time you take a stand... The enemy says, not so fast, okay? But I want you to look around at who's here to encourage you in this, okay, in this thing. So I'm going to pray, and then if the Lord puts it on your heart to pray, you pray. Father, you have been so faithful every step of the way on this journey. What we never thought would happen can only be explained in terms of you. The enemy came and stood against it at the beginning, and you overcame. You won. And we thank you for winning. Thank you for manifesting your win. Thank you that the hearts have been healed. Thank you that the wounds have been healed. Thank you that there's not even a a hurtful remembrance of those times, that you have just restored lives and hearts in that. And we thank you that you've been faithful all through this journey to reveal yourself step by step, time by time. You still haven't given us the big picture, and we're okay with that. Just let us know what to do today to cooperate with you, and we ask you to enlarge our hearts. We ask you to remove whatever you have to remove and replace it with you. We ask you, Father, to strengthen the voice that you've put in this body of grace of mercy, of kindness, of safety, of forgiveness, of acceptance. Father, thank you that that these were willing to agree with you as you worked that in their heart. So we just choose today, I ask you to enlarge us, Father. Father, we thank you that you're faithful. Tell us we have not because we ask not, we're asking. And we know that you're faithful to do what you're going to do, and we praise you for that in Jesus' name. Listen, the Lord gives us a voice because he wants it to be heard. It had to be heard before the Lord could come. Think about that. Am I willing to be the voice that the Lord can come, be the message? And John says, I'm the voice with the message, prepare the way of the Lord. And that's what that's about. Now, I'm going to be gone.
I'm going to be gone next Sunday. So we got five more Sundays to do this. I'm going to ask you to do it anyway, even though I'm not here. Okay? Somebody initiate. It doesn't matter who, but let's just do it again. Yes. Yes. Okay? All right. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. All right, good.